Hey friends, and welcome back to The Sandwich, hosted by me, Amanda Muse. Today's episode, well, first of all, it's just me. So it's just me and you, a microphone, and your drive, or your workout, or whatever it is that you're up to right now, cooking dinner. And uh, I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about today, and first of all, I realized I've had a lot of guests the last few weeks, which is awesome, Um, but I do really enjoy these episodes where we can just, you know, sit down and chat, and um, a lot of time it's really introspective for me because it tends to reflect something I'm going through at the time. If you've been following me on Instagram or just picking up what I'm throwing down kind of thing, you're going to kind of sense that there's maybe a little bit of seasonal depression going on. And I'm pretty sure that I'm not alone when it comes to our mood, you know, being impacted by this change in weather. I'm sitting in the middle of Southern Ontario. Am I in the middle? Who knows? I'm in Southern Ontario. Winter is coming you know, the leaves are falling from the trees, the sun is not as bright and shiny as it usually is. And I'm feeling it, I'm feeling the pinch. And so I want to talk a little bit about that. I want to talk about change in terms of, you know, how my body can fluctuate at certain points of the year, how I feel about that, how I feel like that fits into body positivity and acceptance. Um, And then I also want to just talk about talk therapy a little bit, because I've been talking about that uh, on Instagram, and a lot of you guys have been messaging me, so let's get into it. So let's start with just talking about change. You know, I know I've talked about this before, you know, body changes, before and after babies, that kind of thing. Um... But I mean, if you've been following me anywhere, aside from just listening to my voice, like I have this thing where I change my look a lot, whether it's usually it's my hair. So it's been long, short, blonde, pink, red, pixie, you name it. I've done a lot of stuff Um, and I really enjoy changing that. Like it's fun. It's exciting. I love how I can kind of take on almost like different elements of my personality, or even how I dress, the makeup I wear, like I definitely tailor it to what my hair looks like. But something that I have less control over is the way my body changes as I go through life. I wish I could say to you that like, oh yeah, I'm super in control of this and you know that I'm this like fitness guru and I just, my body is my temple and I just, you know, that's not me. I aspire to be that way at some point, but I just, you know, you got to pick your battles and that's just not at the top of my list right now. However, you know, staying in top form mentally is very important to me. And in the last few years, I've noticed a direct correlation between my mood and how I'm feeling about things in my brain um, and how social and how, you know, much exercise I'm getting. Like those two things directly, it's like a straight connection to my brain and the mood. And so if I'm not social, if I am spending way too much time indoors, uh, I start to feel it. Hello, seasonal depression. When the temperature changes and everybody's gone indoors, like I definitely feel it then. Um, And then when I'm just being less social, again, 
being inside. I mean, I'm social with my people and my family, but it's not the same, you know? All of that is happening right now. You know, I don't know what it is. As I get older, the conversations I have with friends, they tend to be, they're not just fluffy, you know, like we're talking about real life stuff. And uh, I was having lunch with Patra the other day. And we somehow just got started on talking about our bodies and how much they've changed over the years. And, you know, it really got me thinking about like, how do I actually feel about all of these changes that happen? Um, And just to bring it right back to the personal, in the winter months, I tend to put on like five to eight pounds. This is not always the case, but like, you know, I've noticed I fluctuate and I'm certainly up about five or six pounds right now feeling like, do you just kind of roll with it and just go, yeah, this is the new me for the winter and I'm cool with it. Do we have to feel that way because of how Instagram and society and body positive movements and all of these things like make us feel like we have to accept it? which is great because I think it's so important in this life to love the vessel we have, right? Because if you love it, you're going to take care of it. You're going to nurture it, you know? However, I do feel like in loving it, some of us take action to kind of give back to it and care for it and exercise and that kind of thing. And I feel like sometimes it is a struggle. It's almost like this this, you know, are you being a hypocrite by saying you're body positive, but then you're going to work out. And, and I just, it's funny because as I was taking this tiny little break and Dean is upstairs taking care of the kids, I, you know, I follow a bunch of amazing people on Instagram. And in particular, there's this girl named Amber. I think you pronounce her name Dodswit, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, D-O-D-Z-W-E-I-T. And There's a picture of her and first of all, my God, she's like stunning. She's got this amazing short hair and this like perfect body, perfect to me, big muscles, just strong AF. And it's interesting how I was literally just thinking about like, how am I going to talk about this in a way that like, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings if you don't have a desire to work out. However, I do want to continue to encourage people to just live their own life and whatever that means to them. Anyway, all of that to say, her write-up on this photo says, it's not about hating yourself so much that you have to change. It's about loving yourself so much that you want to. And I was like, exactly, exactly. So this being positive about your body is exactly that, right? So I notice that in the fall to winter months, Everything just starts to get a little thicker. I think that because of the schedule of our lives with our children going back to school, it just gets a little harder to work in, you know, physical activity. We are trying our best to get outside, but it's not like in the summer where nearly every single day we're doing something like swimming or running or playing or whatever. Um, And so, yeah, the cycle of my life is such that in the fall, I just am sitting a lot more. And then you have Thanksgiving in Canada, which is October. And then you have Halloween. And I like ate every Reese's Pieces chocolate bar I could find. And it's just, it just becomes a little bit too habitual. And so what I'm doing differently this year is like, I'm catching it before it gets kind of like 
too hard for me to handle. Not that I have any type of depression or even have been diagnosed with seasonal depression. Um, but so I can't even say it's that, but what I just noticed is that at the shift of the seasons, I just start to get a little sluggish. I start to forget about my physical activity and I start to feel badly. And I started noticing that conversations I was having with people close to me, a lot of us were having these same thoughts and these same feelings. And it was like, oh, right. This is happening right now. Like this is a seasonal thing because isn't that always the case? Like when you're going through something, especially if it is, you know, a mood situation where you're just not feeling the greatest, it often takes a minute to recognize that that's what's happening. You know, I experienced something similar when I was living in Malaysia and we had moved back. There's a video where I am sitting down talking to you guys and like listing out all of these things that I'm having trouble with. And one of you amazing viewers commented and said, yeah, you're experiencing reverse culture shock and it's a real thing. And like, look into it because there are ways to overcome it. And I remember having this like huge light bulb moment being like, oh my God, this is a thing. Like, how validated do I feel right now that this is a real thing? These feelings I'm going through are totally normal and there's a way that I can feel better. Okay, what are those things? And I guess today's episode is something along those lines where I've sort of figured out a solution to make it work for me. I go, okay, well, if this is working for me, there's got to be several other people who have solutions that work for them or maybe could just use a little reminder as to like how I nip this in the bud before it becomes something that I can't quite manage. Let's just talk about the weight situation. So because I am very much like loving my body and the body that I have, I notice that my winter clothes tend to be a little bit bigger, like one size bigger than my summer clothes. Not all of them, but you know, the ones that I tend to wear, like they're a little looser. Um, You know, I have these cords, like these corduroy pants. That sounds like such a grandpa style of pant, but they're very thin corduroy. And I like to wear them when I'm like doing stuff with the kids outside or like yard work or I'll wear them, whatever, you know, just around when I know I'm going to spend a lot of time outdoors because they're very warm with the outfits that I have, yeah, they fit my body. They fit the five pound heavier body. And if they didn't, my go-to is to go buy myself a pair of pants that do fit because life is too short to have a wardrobe full of clothing that doesn't fit you, that makes you feel like crap. So if you're kind of in this position right now where you're thinking like, oh my God, all I'm wearing are my exercise pants or like my sweatpants because nothing fits and you're feeling kind of crappy. You need to go out and buy yourself an outfit, like a pair of jeans or whatever you're comfortable in, but something that fits your body. You don't need to spend a fortune. You guys know I like to thrift every now and then. Hit up your local thrift store. You'd be surprised what you can find. I'm just saying Dean bought himself a pair of jeans the other day for like $6 and he's obsessed with them. So you can find some amazing things. And it is amazing too, how when you are dressing a certain way and you feel good about how you look in your appearance, when you look in the mirror, it affects your mood. It affects how you feel about yourself. There's something to it. And so I know that that works for me. And so right now, you know, I've gone through my summer wardrobe and I've put it all away and all of the clothes that are hanging in my closet and are sitting in my dresser fit me. There's nothing that's too small 
because if it's too small, it has no place. And I kind of have a system where like, if there's certain things that I'm like, yeah, girl, you're never fitting into that again, those need to go. And I donate those clothing that those pieces of clothing. However, if it's something that I'm like, oh, I'm just a little bit thick at the minute, I'll come back to that. I'll put it aside because maybe it's expensive or I know I'll wear it in the summer or whatever it is. You know what I mean? It's almost like this mental hurdle of acknowledging that like, we're only human. Sometimes we eat more Halloween candy than we should and we exercise less than we could be and it's going to affect our bodies and that's totally okay. The other thing I struggle with is also just like making the right types of food and you know fueling my body the right way because I do get really busy and this is something I'm working on right now where I'm trying not to well first of all in the last like year I really am making an effort to not like romanticize the term hustle I think that this constant state of perpetual busyness is very detrimental to our health and I noticed there was a minute there where so many of us just because I don't know, it was like this weird mob mentality. We're really like hashtag hustle. We're hustling, like hustle harder, all of that. It's like, I don't know that that's actually the best message to be sending people, you know, especially those of us, not to say that this means that life is harder or whatever, but it's just different. But when you know you're in the season of young children, you are being pulled in so many different directions that to suggest that one more layer of responsibility is that we need to be hustling harder and working harder is just unfair. You know, last night, it was Sunday night, it's Monday night as I'm recording this now, but Sunday night, I was like, you know, I've got a list of things I could do right now. Not a crazy list, because I've been really trying my best to manage my time appropriately, but a list that I could sit down and do a few things tonight, you know, and I said, no, I'm going to put my kids to bed. I'm going to wake up early to make the lunches. Like I'm not even making lunches. I'm going to watch a movie. And I did. And I loved every second of it. It was incredible. And it made me feel like I prioritized myself. And I recognize that there's like some self-care things that I really enjoy. And that's one of them. And why not make an effort to do that? I'm just going to tell you right now, this is completely unrelated. We have the weirdest fish. We have one of those like little fighter fish, whatever they're called. And we have a skull inside the bowl. He's so weird. He like sits in the eyeball. And right now I feel like he's just like staring at me. It's making me uncomfortable. Little weird fish. (laughs) So those are my thoughts on accepting my body. I hope that the message is one that suggests I absolutely love it. I love my extra curves. I dress up those curves in clothing that fits the said body. And then with that in mind, I also recognize that in order for my mental health to stay in a really good place, I need to move my body. And so I joined a gym today and I'm really pumped about it. Dean and I have not always been on the same page with our fitness levels. It's always like one of us is more into it than the other at different times. And of course, our ages come into play like it becomes harder and harder to lose weight and also just harder and harder to change your regular activities and your routines as you get older. And so we were just talking recently and noticing, I think, in each other how we were being impacted by the weather and this like shift. And it was like, you know what? They just opened a brand new gym in my city. It's like, let's go check it out. And we did. 
and it's awesome and we joined it and we're so pumped and it's got a really nice energy about it like I don't feel threatened or intimidated they have like a really cool facility like stuff has changed man since I used to you know be a member at a gym but there's like massage chairs and really nice facilities with great equipment and um you know classes and tanning and like there's just all these amazing things and for such a good price so I'm really excited do I have a particular physical goal no but I am going to try to go at least three times a week I'm going to try to work my butt off when I'm there not cut corners I'm looking to just up my cardio and my weight training. And of course, the benefit is that my body will naturally start to show the results of all of this hard work. And so, yeah, I love that. Something I like to do is follow these really inspiring and positive type of fitness creators on Instagram. And so I want to sort of peek at the few that I enjoy um, and go like, do they have programs that they do? Because one thing I notice that can kind of deter me from the gym environment, as opposed to like a facility where they have classes like yoga or whatever it is, but gyms are like, you're just kind of, it's at your disposal, like anything. And you kind of have to know what you're doing sort of. So I would really love to have like a bit more structure in terms of like when I go today, I'm going to work on legs and this is the routine I'm doing and this is what this fitness person created and it's going to work. That's what I want. Instead of feeling like I'm like, I need to make this up as I go. Like that's just, I have a hard time with that. I think too, because I usually only have like an hour. So I want to be in and out, do a wicked, you know, workout and then know that I'm going to be reaping rewards from it and then hopefully we'll see something like feel a change I want to feel that burn my muscles the next day where I'm like oh yeah I worked out and I need a day of rest like I love that so that's kind of where I'm at with my physical fitness and I've noticed like I've tried many things you know I've tried doing just yoga at home I like to take the dog for a walk but like it's just not enough and I think too because with the change of season and shift and everybody's inside Like I need to leave the house to go do some sort of workout. It's just, it's not conducive to keeping my, my brain clear, you know? So I mentioned Dean and his sort of partnership, is that the word? No, participation in working out. And I find it really difficult to motivate and encourage a partner to exercise. I would love to know how you feel about this, but... I sort of can get on this kick where when I get really excited about something, I like want to share the excitement with everybody. And it's like, oh my God, this is incredible. And it's making me feel so good. And I know it would make you feel good. So like you should try it too. (laughs) I think this is like the, the extrovert in me. It's like, okay, settle down, girl. Everyone's walking their own path and not everyone is on the same page as you. For God's sakes, calm, calm your bones, you know? So It was so exciting today to go to the gym. We worked out at the same time, like he did his thing, I did mine. We ended up like doing a couple things together as a couple, like we threw a medicine ball back and forth and like did these deep squats. That was actually harder than you'd think. Um, But it felt really good to be doing something together. And I'm like, oh my God, we're those people. Dean and I have been together for 14 years, um, nearing 15. And so it always cracks me up when like, I feel like we've learned something new or done something new together. Cause you kind of think after that long, like you've seen it all, but you haven't. So that always makes me happy. 
but yeah, it feels really good to like just the both of us doing it. And I really hope we stick it out and we tough it out. Once I get into a routine, my personality is one where I just start to go with it and I, I'll just make it part of my weekly routine. Dean sometimes is a different story because his job takes him away and so his schedule gets totally messed up. Um, but I have this really good feeling in that because we're doing it together, he'll just like come with me to the gym when I go, you know? And so I'm just really excited about it. And I really am curious to see, you know, when we when we get into winter and in the thick of it, how the both of us are feeling mentally about everything because I notice like Dean is impacted by the weather as well. And so I'd be really curious to see how this positively impacts our well-being because uh, you guys, we are at four years of being back in Canada and it's not really entirely related. And I don't know if I've told you this before, but when we lived overseas, like most of these contracts go in two to four year stints and we are at a four year completion cycle right now of being back in Canada and Dina's itchy feet like that man would move yesterday somewhere new and exciting but he's just started a new job and it's going really well and you know things are going well over here with with the Amanda kind of deal and so we have no plans to move and it's a weird time to be like oh we're staying like the roots are getting a little bit deeper into the ground and that's a strange feeling so anyway, it's like a very interesting time personally um, for my family and just as humans who have moved a lot and lived in many different places, like it's just, it's harder than you would think. And it's even hard to explain unless you've kind of experienced it because there's something very exciting and romantic about change and moving. Oh my God. It's almost like reigniting the spark in a relationship. I swear to God, it's kind of like that with your life. Like, let's find what makes us excited about being here. Let's do more of that. Or let's try something new. And honestly, that's kind of what it feels like. So I guess on the note of, you know, what we're talking about overall, this overarching theme of being impacted by shifts in nature or shifts in lifestyle or whatever it is, being impacted by weight loss or weight gain, one of the things that can happen is if we don't address a situation or if there are, you know, some bigger medical things going on, which is hard for me to talk about side story because I don't have that, but I know that they exist. So it'd be silly for me not to acknowledge it. But, you know, even just a minor shift, sometimes we feel a little bit lost in how to, you know, handle a situation like that. And so something I've been very openly talking about are my experiences with talk therapy, talking to a therapist, you know, sharing with a counselor, whatever way you want to describe it, you and a person that is not emotionally connected to you, they listen, they validate you, you are heard. It is one of the best goddamn things a person can do for themselves. And I noticed that as I talk about it online, mainly on Instagram. Uh, a lot of you guys, first of all, are super supportive, which is awesome, but then also are just really curious about how to go about even finding a therapist 
What do you talk about? Like, do you feel silly? So I thought I would just take this portion of the episode to just share a little bit more about that because it is so much simpler than a lot of people. I don't think a lot of people realize how simple it is and also how amazing it is. Like, I just, just love it. So to take you back to the start of when I started to actually experience therapy in my life, you know, I think I was about... 18 or 17 and likely younger I've had experiences with therapy because my parents divorced and you know kids have a hard time with I mean grown-ups have a hard time with divorce so naturally kids will also have a hard time with divorce and I realized that I didn't necessarily have the right people with the right tools or resources to help me at home and I thought well shoot you know I'm at school I was in Sejep and there was a free service to speak to your to this counselor And I was like, well, you know what? I'm going to try this. And I suppose the same, you know, the same thought process is like now, you know, here I am going through, like I had a difficult summer. Personally, there was a lot of stuff going on with my family and my immediate family and just lots of change, right? Really, that's kind of the subject of life is like change. How do we cope? And I needed a little bit more support. And so I sought out uh, some counseling. And this was a new therapist. And so I guess the like beginning to end situation is here's what you do. If you really want like tangible tips. So I did a little like a Google search counseling in my area. A bunch of searches will pop up. I pick one. Literally, this is how simple it is. I pick one, whether there's some reviews written or I'm like, oh yeah, I heard about this place from someone else. Or I check them out on Instagram, like all these little things. And then I just give them a call and it's like, hey, this is my situation. This is what I'm looking for. Is there a therapist I could meet with? Sure. Sometimes there's a waiting list. Sometimes there's not. And I was lucky and got kind of snuck in without a waiting list, which was great. And it was a new counselor. I hadn't met her before. And we did a couple sessions together. And essentially like those, now I, I imagine this will not always be the same, but this is has been my experience is like the first three sessions are really an opportunity for you to kind of suss out the therapist to see like is this a good fit and then vice versa are you a good fit for them do they use the right type of therapy that's going to work for what you're looking for and what your goals are and then you know also it gives you a chance to kind of iron out why you're there in the first place because Sometimes you think you're going in with one thing and then while you're there and you get to talking, you realize, oh, there's like a whole lot more going on in my life that is sort of making me feel wobbly and this is great that I'm here because I'm going to be able to work through all of these. So when I went in the summer, it was for one thing. And then as we got to talking, I realized, oh, there's a lot more going on. And so initially, I think I did like six weeks, five or six weeks, like each week. I went weekly. Now I try to go twice a month. I feel like once or twice a month is really great for me. Twice is better because I find when I go, sometimes I have a very clear idea of what I'm going to talk about. Other times I don't. I was just there last week and I didn't have a clear vision of what I was talking about because I've just been feeling a little overwhelmed with um, you know, my responsibilities as a wife, my responsibilities as a mom, and then my work responsibilities. I've just been feeling a little bit overwhelmed. 
And when I sat down with my therapist, it was kind of like a, hey, how's it going, Amanda? And I just blah, 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 and all the stuff came out. And then we were able to work through a bunch of things together. And it was amazing. And I think in the car, when I was giving you guys my little breakdown, it was like, or my feedback about the experience, I kind of described it like a hug for my brain. Because when I find a counselor that works and when I find a type of session that is like ideal, I feel entirely validated in how I'm feeling about my life. I feel heard. I just feel like seen, like somebody goes, I see you and I hear you and let's talk about how you feel and let's talk about things you can take away from this experience and do differently that's going to make you feel better about your life. What? Like, isn't that the nicest thing? Like, wouldn't everybody want that? And I guess what confuses me is the stigma around seeking out therapy, like People want you to take charge if you put on weight or, you know, just talking about how we have these changes seasonally that can impact us. And maybe we put on a little extra pounds. What do you do? Well, maybe eat a little differently and you just move your body a little bit more. It's not always that simple, but I'm breaking it down simply here. So in the same breath, when you're going through something and your brain starts to get a little bit cloudy, Why wouldn't you go seek out therapy to work through those things? Because sometimes we just can't do it by ourselves. You know, I don't know. It's very strange to me. The type of therapy that I seek out is not one that I require medication. Um, I don't have never been diagnosed with anything related to mental health. Many people I know have, and they have lots of great tools and resources they can use to help them manage that, which is incredible. But I remain true to feeling and thinking that you should always have a little therapy on the side. Like, I feel like it's our responsibility as humans to be self-aware, to be considering our emotional intelligence and recognizing that we could be causing harm to ourselves and others and not really be knowing it because of crappy behavior and bad patterns of behavior that we have in our life. And it's up to us to make those changes. I just would really encourage anybody to seek out talk therapy. One of the direct messages I got was asking me like, or I guess really commenting that the type of therapy in their home country was one, very, very expensive and two, crazy waiting lists. And so it just seemed like something that was entirely unattainable. And I suppose in those situations where you don't have, you know, benefits and that type of thing, and it just maybe you're having a really hard time finding a good fit. There are options for you to do video calls with a therapist. I don't know how that works. Like if you're in Malaysia, for example, and you want to speak to a Canadian therapist, like, is that an option? I don't know one way or the other, but I know that those things exist because I remember looking into it when I was living in Malaysia because I just felt like, oh, I need someone to talk to, you know? So I'd encourage you to look into that. Like I don't, I don't think it's so like black and white anymore in terms of like, well, there's only one way to do it. I think that there's a lot of ways that you can take care of yourself and your mental health. And I would just encourage you to seek out the information, like do a quick Google search, see what's going on in your neighborhood. Um, When you do have a session, if that's the route you're going to go, 
and you get through your first three sessions or two sessions and you just don't feel like you're connecting with that person, P.S. It's totally okay to say, hey, I don't think this is working for me. I'm not quite getting what I thought I would. I would love to have you refer me to someone else because they don't mind. Like that's, and if they did react negatively, well, my goodness, that would be horrible. But that's not the, I've never experienced that. Like this is their job. They understand how all of this works. That said though, if you find you're feeling like you want to run because the therapist is making you dig deep and making you do a little work, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Because sometimes I'll be speaking to um, my person and I'll be talking about something and she'll ask me a question and it rattles me because it like throws me right off my equilibrium. And she just like, I guess to put it bluntly, she kind of calls me on my BS. And I was like, oh, didn't see it from that perspective. That is genius. And I'm going to try to apply that right away. Because how many people in your life could call you out on something and you would actually respond positively. I'm just going to be honest with you. I don't know that, that there's many people in my life that I would have that reaction to. I just, I have a very hard time accepting criticism for things or not even criticism or like guidance or, or people's opinions on things that I'm not a hundred percent sure I know how I feel about. Like that makes me feel weird And this is where a therapist is great for me because as I'm working through things personally, I value and appreciate her insight. And yeah, so kind of a long-winded way of saying, I highly recommend it. I think that it is a total game changer. And I just think it's, there's so much positive that can come from it. And when I leave a session, which is about an hour long, I feel like... I've just had a brain massage. I feel light. I feel like I've just released all of the stuff that's been on my mind that I haven't had a chance to talk to anybody about. Or if I did talk to people, I didn't quite get the reaction I was hoping. And it's just an opportunity to just let it go. And it's a gift. It truly is a gift. And so I consider that self-care along with getting massage and exercise and getting fresh air and it's um it's changed my life and so I I don't know I'm happy to talk about it if you guys have questions you can always dm me but um yeah it's a wonderful experience so I suppose when it comes to everything we've talked about today you know the idea of change the idea of our bodies kind of going inward adding on a little extra weight realizing that this is happening and what do we do about it you know, you make change. You, what is the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. You can't keep doing what you're doing if you're not happy. You know, it seems so simple, but the reality is, is that like you are in control of your life. If you're young and you feel like someone else is controlling your life, or if you're in a really shitty relationship, It's time for you to find a way to take your power back a bit. You have to go back to that power episode, (laughs) but you know, you are in control. And I think sometimes we feel like life is like just whipping us along and there's a lot going on and there's stupid words like hustle and 
all this stuff that we feel like we're being controlled, it's just like, hold on, perspective switch. You've got this. And the other side of it is that if there is this happening right now and you feel like you just, you need to make that switch somehow, you can do it. You know, you have the ability to make change. Change is not this crazy, it can be, but it does not have to be this insane adjustment and you're now working out six days a week every morning and you want to set yourself up for success. And so how I do it is I make small incremental changes. Maybe it's going to bed half an hour earlier. Maybe it's making Sunday night a no work night and I get to watch a movie. You know, maybe it's adding a smoothie into my diet a few times a week. Whatever it means to you, just know that you have the ability to make change. And once you kind of figure out where you want to be going, you just start walking in that direction. And I think it's like anything when you've accomplished something or climbed a mountain of any kind of any goal and you look back, it's never like, oh, I did three things and I got here. No, it's like this small little changes, one foot in front of the other, and eventually you make it to the top. So keeping that in mind, I feel like is really helpful because we can get, you know, down on ourselves and we're not seeing change right away. And we can feel a little bit like we're wavering off of our, our goal. Totally cool. Just keep moving. Just keep trucking. And I guess the last thing I want to leave you with is just knowing that like you get to choose Yes, there are some things in our lives that are out of our control, but even when those out of control things happen, we still get to choose how we respond to them. You get to choose who you invite to the table, who, you know, you get to share things with, whose energy you're going to be feeding off of. And it's so important to realize like how those things impact us. Um, And I know I've spoken about this before, but just in what we're talking about today, in our moods, in how we feel about our bodies and how we feel about ourselves, you get to choose how you feel about those things. And if you feel like your brain is clouded, you're losing direction a little bit, I think that there's some things that you can do, um, small things that can help get you back on track. And on that note, I just hope you feel inspired and like you've got this, you know, we are all doing the best we can that's kind of the message I always want to leave you with. Like you're doing a good job. You're doing the best you can. Life is going to happen whether we damn well like it or not. And I think what a wonderful thing to try to be prepared, you know, and just kind of handle whatever comes our way. All right, guys, I thank you so much for listening. Be sure to rate and subscribe on Apple podcasts. I will leave a link below. Even if you're listening on another platform by leaving a rating or a review over on Apple podcasts gives this little podcast a boost. And I so appreciate it. Of course, you can always find me on YouTube twice a week, Mondays and Wednesdays with brand new videos. I've had a lot of really fun ones go up lately. I've had my fall outfits. Uh, We've had some day in the life, a little ranty style story time about shame. There's been a lot of good ones. So be sure to check it out there. I will leave a bunch of links in the show notes. And that is it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And I'll catch you in the next one. Mm